0: Welcome to the Open Government Podcast.
1: I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Vasta. Each episode of the Open Government Podcast, we'll be talking to someone working in open government and citizen engagement.
0: And today we're speaking with Luisa Taylor. Now, she is a journalist and communications consultant with a particular focus on community development. And she's one of these people who's a non-hacker who goes to hackathons and, and organizes hackathons. So Luisa. Can you tell us just a little bit what a hackathon is and how can a non-hacker get involved in one?
2: Sure. There are actually a couple of different kinds of hackathons, as far as I can tell. I'm new to this world, and so I've I've kind of been learning about it and learning how to explain it to other people. But essentially, the idea of a hackathon is is collaborative learning and engagement to, to solve a particular challenge. And it might help to give a little bit of background on hackathons Sort of, from what I can tell, developed as as tools for uh, software companies to get they'd get all their coders in a room and say we've got a bug in our system and we need to solve it and you're all staying here for the weekend with Red Bull and pizza, and we're going to crack this problem. And so you'd get everybody with all kinds of different skills and perspectives working on how to solve this particular technical problem. And it's kind of morphed from there into, well, let's, let's all get together and work on blue skying a new product or a new tool. And it's morphed even further into, let's get people with technical skills together with people who have a problem to solve. And that's where it's kind of crossed into hacks for good. So you'll have hackathons on different themes like housing or poverty or um, uh, migration, in my case, where you get people who have the coding skills, who know how to develop technological tools and digital tools, together with people who are expert in their field, the subject matter experts. And very often, those two people, those two groups aren't crossing paths. In my case, we created a hackathon on immigration issues, and we had academics, we had people working in the settlement sector, we had newcomers themselves, we had writers, we had journalists working together with software people. And for many of them, it was the first time they were actually sitting side by side with somebody who can code. And they learned how to talk about technology, they learned how to talk about data, how to understand data, and try to come up with different tools.
1: I love the metaphor that you use that a hackathon is a, is a way of solving problems by bringing people from a diversity of backgrounds together. We, we see a lot of government or government-sponsored hackathons uh, saying we have this problem, but we don't actually see it embedded into the process of, of government or the public sector itself, this idea of bringing people together um, and using technology to solve the problems. How do you feel the hackathon model can be used in the public sector? Why do you think that's important, and what are the steps in order to take it that way?
2: I see some really promising signs that it's being used more in the public sector because uh, there are some, uh, I would say, agents that change agents within the public sector who've really taken on the open data um, uh program, basically, is something that they really believe in, and that that's tied in with uh, pe- with the same people seeing what hackathons can do. So there have been some really great, uh, I know at the federal government level, some really great code fests, and uh, in fact, when I was organizing my hackathon, never having organized one before, I had great support from uh, Jacques Mayou, who is, uh, as you both know, I'm sure, uh, helped to organize uh, the Ottawa event of, of the Open Government Tour, and um, he gave me, great advice and connected me with um, people in Ottawa, the uh, the open uh, data Ottawa folk.
0: So I'd like to, to shift the conversation a little bit away from, from all these hackathons and the, the great conversations that's taking place from technologists and citizens and how they're working together to something that's perhaps a little bit closer to you as a journalist. Now, there's a lot of conversation, especially in this open data world, that Now that journalists have access to open data sets they can create more stories relevant to civic engagement or relevant to the government in general, and that open data is not just creating these tools, but it's also creating stories. Are you able to speak on that element, especially from the perspective of a journalist and communications consultant?
2: Sure. There are some journalists who have really taken this on board and have become kind of data heads themselves. I can think of one in particular who I uh, have worked with, Glenn McGregor of the Ottawa Citizen. He spent a lot of time cracking great stories uh, using data, including things like um, the robocall story and uh, all kinds of campaign finance stories. Glenn has become an expert at using data to find sort of red flags that tell him where the stories are. But there are a lot of journalists for whom data is terrifying, and I have to say I'm one of them. I am not the person you're going to find crunching numbers. But I had some journalists at the hackathon, and it was really revealing. It was they were they were scared. They were really scared. They didn't know really what it was going to be like, and what they no, realized. You, hold on a
0: they were scared about the hackathon. They were scared they about were, crunching data. They,
2: they didn't crunching data. They really didn't understand how this related to. They didn't understand the concept of a hackathon, they didn't understand how it related to what they do as storytellers, and they really didn't know what the day was going to be like. I think they were afraid I was going to chain them to a desk and make them <laughs> learn how to code or something. And at the end of it, they, were, they had spent the day, uh, in one case I can think of, the team that developed was a statistician, a journalist, and two coders. And they developed a really cool graphic that told the story of immigration in Canada over the centuries, the changing face of Canada, and so the journalists saw that they could they they, they have access. This is open data available on the um, uh, Canadian Canadian government open data portal, and uh, with with the right expert help, they could crunch that data and tell the story in a different way. So there's sort of different waves and different perspectives uh, for journalists in terms of who gets it. And then there are people like me who get it but don't actually do it all that much, but I, I love to facilitate other people doing it. And then there's people who just need to be able to open the conversation. And that's where a hackathon can come in, whether it's journalists or whether it's community engagement people, just to open that conversation and say, here's what you can do with data. Here's what it can, here's how it can help you. And here's how collaborating with people who can show you how can bring added value to the work you do and, and increase your impact.
1: I, I like how you said data is scary. And that's something that I've heard from a lot of people. For a lot of, you know, in, in, we're in this world where, you know, we, we talk open data, we talk open government. It, these are terms that make sense to us. But for a lot of the everyday public, the idea of open data not just makes sense but is almost scary. Is like what kind of information do you have? Why do you have it? What, what is, why is it important for citizens to understand about these concepts? And what is your role as a journalist um, in order to help that understanding um, if you do think it is important?
2: I do think it's important, but I I myself have kind of been working through why it's important, because I came to the subject first through the, the idea of the hackathon and getting people to collaborate, and data was sort of second to me. I didn't really get... The role of the of data in a hackathon and and what you were trying to do, and so i 've been educated especially by the folks at open data ottawa they 've been phenomenal and they 're very good at doing outreach and trying to engage citizens and they help me to understand that there 's all this information that is collected about us, about our city, about citizens and programs that we could be using in a much more effective way than we are, and that it it has the potential to shed light on what we do every day and, and draw, draw lines to connect dots between things that, that we aren't even aware of. And so I think that as journalists, we're trying to do that all the time. So if we can better use open data and better use the hackathon approach of collaborating with people outside our immediate expertise, we're going to enhance our ability to tell stories, and we're going to Enhance our ability to communicate to people what's happening in their community and 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 share those um, those really important developments, which is what really what journalists are always trying to do. And but it's also it's not just for journalists. I, I'm just coming from that perspective and and trying to share that with them. But it's for every community member. And the, some of the best feedback I had from the hackathon was you know, I had gone into the hackathon thinking, oh, we're going to make websites, we're going to develop apps, we're going to develop all these digital tools. And the open data guys had been saying to me, calm down, that is so far down the road, what you're <laughs> really doing is starting a conversation. And I saw that they were so right. And it was, it actually blew my mind that I had 40 people spending a weekend inside, um, you know, in, in Ottawa spring, where they could have been out, you know, enjoying the weather. And they were learning so much and they were smiling and they were like, they were pumped because they'd never had this experience before. They were sitting down with a total stranger who was now their teammate. They were massaging data about things that they care about and learning as they went. And so that was the biggest um, kind of takeaway for me and for a lot of people at the hackathon was how empowering it can be to step outside your comfort zone. And you don't have to be a, a tech head. You don't have to be an expert at all. You have expertise and knowledge you can bring to this. And uh, you combine that with the expertise of others. And it's very powerful. And it's
0: so true, too. And and, and one of the, the reoccurring themes that we're finding with this podcast is a lot of the language that that's used in this space is in and of itself blocking for people from getting in like open data, visualization, hackathons. These are terms that most unengaged citizens don't really care about or intimidating from. That's why personally I like to use the term Lego blocks, right? <laughs> it's Open data says just think of them as Lego blocks. You can build anything with them, right? So it, it's so great to have someone like you working on these things and, and inviting the unusual suspects to the conversations and saying, Don't be so intimidated. There is a small learning curve, but there's a whole bunch of people here that can help you with that. And uh, thank you so much for
1: joining us here, Louisa. It's It's been great talking to you.
2: My pleasure. It's an honor to talk about it. Thanks for inviting me.
1: Thank you very much. That was Louisa Taylor on the Open Government Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, we'll be back soon with our next interview with someone in the open government community.
0: And if you've got any questions about today's episode or if you'd like to speak to, to Luisa, learn more about some of these hackathons like DataFest, you can always reach her on Twitter. Her Twitter handle is Luisaink. The hashtag for this podcast is OGTPod. My Twitter handle is Richard Pietro.
1: I'm at Vasta. And thanks again to Keith McDonald for the intro and outro music for the podcast.
0: And we'll see you guys uh, on the flip side. Thanks for listening. We'll